What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Anik Creates podcast. I know it's been a minute since my last episode, and if you are listening to this and this is your first time listening to my podcast, I have a whole nother season. But for now, um, I am starting out season two, and so I'm going to do this a little bit differently than I did last time on the podcast, and I'm adding a bit more of a of a different structures and sections to the uh, to the episodes. So um, having a bit more, you know, each episode doesn't have to be one topic only, and I can kind of cover a bit more things. Um, and also I would like to do a highlight of the week at the end of each episode, as well as a Q and a section at the end of the episode. So, uh, you'll hear about that at the, as we get there through the episode. Um, this is kind of the first one trying out these different things, but basically I'm going to do this a little bit differently than I did last time on the podcast. Uh, I learned some things from it through feedback back through various means. And now I'm trying to apply that. And basically I did a lot more editing on the podcast before, you know, recorded it and took out all of my little personality traits, I guess you could say, (laughs) just to get the information across. But something that I really like to listen to in podcasts is when people just kind of talk and what's what they're thinking of and what's off the top of their head, they they just let it flow a little bit. So that's what I'm going to try and do in this podcast and not edit nearly as much out. So you're going to hear more of my ranting, more of my ideas, more of what's going on, what's going through my head as I talk about this stuff. So it'll be a little less scripted, so to speak, but I think it'll be a a much more fun listen for all of you to listen to. Uh, And the thing that it will allow me to do, and this is why I want to do this a bit more, is I want to have a bit more uh, different sections in the podcast. I want to be a bit more live and I want to be able to continue doing this and do more of them for you without having to think about all the editing that I have to do later and think about how perfect I have to script everything before I start. Um, It just takes a lot of pressure off of me to be able to continue to make these uh, instead of feeling pressured because one of the things that happened with the last season and when I was working on it is I started to get too much pressure on myself where I could, I felt like I could only do one of them a week at maximum. And that would take up a whole day between recording, uh, researching, scripting everything and, uh, figuring out what I was going to say and how I was going to say it. And then, and then sitting down and editing it after the fact and trying to take out every breath and every little mistake and that all that kind of stuff. And even when I recorded it, It wasn't nearly as natural because if I made a little mistake, if I stumbled on my words or something, I would, I would try and redo that sentence. And that just made a lot of work, uh, for me after the fact. So anyway, all that to say, I hope you like the new format, uh, and the new changes I'm going to make to the podcast in this upcoming season. I'm just getting started recording it and, uh, working on it for you guys. And I think there's a lot of great stuff, uh, coming and I'm going to do some more, some interviews is on the, the list of, for me to figure out and do, I want to bring some people, some different guests onto the podcast and just have discussions about things to show you their perspective, to get new information from them, uh, that may or may not be my kind of area of expertise and just to be able to chat and kind of show you a different perspective that's not just me. So there is going to be a lot of solo episodes still like this, but I do uh, want you to be ready uh, (laughs) and excited for some interviews coming up within the season as I figure that out and as I get that rolling. Um, Anyway, that's coming up soon, but for now, let's get into today's talking points. 
So today I want to talk about something that is very relevant to today's, uh, <laughs> to what's going on in the world today. And although this is relevant to what's going on in the world right now, it is still going to be relevant and it's still a very relevant topic to any creative person within their creative life uh, and when they're creating. And that is how to stay creative. And, you know, right now it's how to stay creative during this time of isolation and not being able to see people. And a lot of countries are in lockdown. A lot of areas are in lockdown or really close to it. We're all supposed to stay home. We're all supposed to not go out. And that has affected a lot of people with their creativity. Um, myself included, I, I did go through a bit of a period at the beginning of this lockdown and this whole virus situation where I was not happy. I was not in a good place. I was not happy. I was not feeling creative. I was just unsure what was happening. And I feel like a lot of people felt that way. And a lot of people, um, we're in the same boat and slowly people have become more creative, have gotten back into that creative swing, myself included, I, you know, recording this podcast. I've been thinking about it for a while, starting the podcast, a bunch of other stuff on my website. And it finally, you know, you just had to go, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what's happening. And, um, you know, it's, it's not a thing that's passing in two weeks. So we can just, you know, chill out for two weeks. This is something that's going to be happening for quite a while, I feel. And we're going to feel repercussions of it for even longer than that. And, um, you know, analysts say lots of different things and I'm not going to get into what I think about how long this is going to take. But what I do feel like is currently, it's very important to figure out how to be creative and how to stay creative during this time. And even if it's, this is listened to, you know, a year or two years down the road after everybody's back to normal and whatever's going on, this is still something that, that influences us daily where you don't feel creative or you're missing somebody to be creative with, or you're not sure what's going on because you're in a different situation where you can't be as creative as you would like to, or as you'd hope to be. So these things maybe can help you, uh, you know, manage to be creative and, and must that creativity whenever and wherever you are and whatever your schedule looks like. So it's a hard time right now and we all need to be creative. And right now is a great time for creators uh, if you get in the right mindset because for a lot of people who are in lockdown, you literally have all the time in the world to do it. You you have no other excuse. There's no nobody asking you to go for a beer after work. There's nobody distracting you from that kind of stuff because, well, we can't. <laughs> so um, you know, the, there's, there is no distractions because we all can't do anything besides FaceTime each other. So right now is a great time to utilize that, uh, kind of excuse of, I can't go out because well, I'm making a track, um, and use that to our advantage. So I have a few different things that I want to talk about and how we can use this time and how we can still be productive uh, and stay creative. So the first thing that I want to talk about is to collaborate remotely. And right now this is more important than ever. And this is, you know, so the only thing we can really do. But I don't think a lot of people really realize how much we can actually do remotely with each other. You can still jump on different uh, services to be able to do production work, to be able to do to hang out um, and, and do writing and do all sorts of different things uh, more than anybody realizes or is thinking about. And I just want to try and inspire you because 
if you're in that situation where you're like, oh, I can't go sit with my band and jam, what am I supposed to do? You can work remotely and you can collaborate remotely. There's a few different ways to do that. And for, you know, engineers and stuff, there's different ways to be able to work with clients, whether that's mixing or editing. Obviously, it's harder to do actual recording nowadays in like studios. Um, And that has been a big thing that's taken a hit for producers and engineers at the moment, but, um, they can still do mixing. They can still do that side of things and editing, uh, remotely and still get client feedback and all sorts of things. So I'm just going to die. I'm just going to talk a little bit about different ways and different approaches you could do it. And, um, you know, you'll find your, the technology that works for you. And at the end of this episode, I have a new section that I want to do, which is highlights of the week, which will be a couple different tools that, uh, I, I've found that will help with some of the things that I've talked about in the episode or different things that I want to highlight, whether it's a find of the week or a tool that I just have liked this week. But um, my my highlights of the week this week are some tools that I've been using and checking out uh, to do this exact thing. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, but there's a bunch of different tools to be able to do these things while you work remotely. So first of all, uh, the, at its very simplest uh, thing which we normally would do in the studio. If you work in studios a lot and or you work with different artists, this is something that we do all the time. But for somebody who doesn't necessarily do a lot of work like this, it might not be something you do all the time because you are used to having somebody with you and somebody there all the time, uh, you know, in person. But basically, if you make music, if you're a producer or a video editor or an editor or a mixer, creators of any type, But basically, if you're a producer and you're working on a track, you're writing a song, you're making beats, whatever it is that you do, you can then create them and send them out to artists, put them online for people to find, put them on a store, you know, make a website that people can go check them out and get, you know, uh, get interested in them and want to collaborate with you and want to write on them. Um, if you can afford it, maybe you put out some free stuff for people who are, you know, trying to hone in their writing skills. Uh, you can put some some things out and maybe they'll want to work with you and pay you if they want to use the beat for an actual release. Um, there's different ways like that. But basically you, you make stuff and then you put it out on Dropbox or put a Dropbox folder or a Dropbox link for people to use or Google Drive or whatever that is. Uh, for beat makers and, and different uh, producers in the EDM world and the rap world and the hip hop world. There's stuff like Beatport where you can put your stuff on there. There's SoundCloud where you can put your stuff up for people to hear. And she, you can also share it for feedback as well. And you can collaborate in that way. There's tons of great production groups, mixing groups, um, you know, music making groups where people will share what they're doing for feedback and share what they're doing to learn more because ultimately we're all trying to learn stuff <laughs> in, in a way, um, that's, you know, what music is all about. And that's the fun part about music. But, um, but being able to share a link, share your Dropbox folder, share that kind of stuff, uh, is amazing. Another way that you can do these remote collaborations is to jump on Skype or FaceTime or Zoom or whatever service works for you and your collaborator uh, and jump on there and collaborate with them. Write. You can play guitar and, and write words, deal deal with the, the words that you have to write, the track, the arrangement, that kind of stuff. Using a combination of these video or audio chat platforms 
and using Dropbox, link, Dropbox links to send files, high quality files back and forth. You can both be listening to the same thing. Um, there are different services that I'm going to talk about, about literally working remotely uh, for that work really well for mixers and different stuff. Um, but you can use it for writing and for collaborating and for actual production work with an artist. You know, now is a, is a really, really good time for people to write because, you know, it doesn't have to be high quality necessarily, although a lot of writing and production can be done remotely and high quality. <laughs> um, just think about like the Billie Eilish uh, stuff that's been going around with her Grammy win and they made that in a bedroom. You're stuck in your bedroom right now. You can't go to studios. You can't, a lot of us can't even go to our, our own home studios that are somewhere else. Uh, but the literally the home studios in your bedroom or in your garage or in the basement, those studios we can still work out of, but those are still phenomenal quality studios and phenomenal quality places to make great products and great creations that we can share. So don't think that just because you can't go to a studio and record drums or record your band, you can still use this to kind of try new things, try different pieces of software, different guitar emulations, drum programming, and learn how to do that uh, to make it more natural or whatever. Um, and so another part of that is to be able to work remotely and you know, collaborating and writing in this time is phenomenal because even if you do want to go to a big studio after the fact, you can be writing stuff now. And as soon as we can go back to the big studios and stuff, provided you have money to do it, you can then go do it once that's out and you'll have a whole pile of, of, um, a, a whole catalog of stuff ready potentially that you can go. You could have a record done. All you need to do is finalize the recordings or go record a pile of drums. You've already done all the guitars and vocals over program drums. Now you just need to go to the studio and record the actual drums. So there's a million different things that you can work on right now in isolation and we're working collaborating remotely with people via the internet and via, you know, Dropbox links or Zoom calls and get a lot done to prepare yourself and put your bleh, and put yourself <laughs> in a better position for when we get out of this and you can have all that stuff ready to go, which is so, so, so amazing. Um, but now is a good time to kind of focus on your craft and, and even try if you're not a writer, if you're not a good writer and you're in your, or you're not a good, uh, at, at a certain type of production. Now's the time to try it out because what have you got to lose? If you spend a week doing nothing or a week working on a track that you're not very good at that genre of music, but you spend a week and you still don't like it. At least now, you know, and you learned some things, um, versus, you know, cleaning out, you know, five seasons of something on Netflix over the course of four days, you you've learned something and you've also understood that you don't like that style of music or maybe you do and you found your new calling who knows, but now's a great time to do that. Uh, so second thing that I want to talk about and it, that, to kind of stay creative is to schedule your time. And this is something that I've gotten a lot from different friends. And this also applies to people who are working currently and wish they could be part of the, the, the majority of people who are not working. And, you know, a friend of mine actually said that, you know, he's working still, uh, fortunately, but he was like, man, I just wish I had more time like everybody else that I could sit at home and, and, 
record these songs and he's busy writing and working with his band's songs and he's, you know, learning how to use Pro Tools and learning how to record really high quality demos and that kind of stuff. And he just wishes he had more time. And I said to him, you know, it's actually a, a good thing that you are forced to go to work every day and step away from your creating uh, because scheduling your time is such an important thing, especially when you now have infinite amount of time. If you're if you're stuck at home and, and in quarantine, if you have infinite amount of time, you'll spend a, a good chunk of it sitting in front of your computer and not doing anything productive wanting to sit there because you know you should be doing something productive and should be spending the time creating because well it's a it's a it's a you know you've you've been blessed with this time now because we're forced to sit at home and do nothing and I don't have to go to work so now I need to create because I've always said that this is the time to do it but it actually it benefits you if you step away and you allow yourself to you know do other things because when you come back to your creation and you have a, a bit more of a, a fresh head and a fresh perspective and fresh ears, um, you see different things that you wouldn't see if you just kept going and kept going and you're not chasing your tail. You're not, you know, doing the same thing over and over again. And mixers will know this very, very well as when you're mixing a really good thing to do is step away from a mix or work on a different mix. Uh, not just for ear fatigue, but for the fact that, you know, you'll listen to the same thing a hundred times and you'll just start, you'll get into a point where you're going vocals up half a dB, vocals down half a dB, vocals up half a dB, because you can't tell anymore if it's too loud or too quiet because you've been listening to it for so long, you know the words, and then you second guess whether maybe it's just because you know the words that you can hear all the words and it's actually not loud enough. You know, we've, we've been there, uh, mixers know exactly what I'm talking about, but in production, it's harder to do that because you can be on a really big roll with something and, and you can, you know, work on something for a whole day and not get into a loop, not get into chasing your tail, not you just keep going and it's a really, really good day. And that's fine. If that's happening, keep going. But have a fallback of being able to schedule your time and set aside time for creating and time for relaxing and doing something else. It's okay to play video games, read a book, go for a walk, you know, step outside, stop creating, uh, and stop, uh, forcing yourself to try and create because frankly, you need a break. You need a fresh perspective on things and that's going to make you work 10 times better. If you step away from it and then see it again, you'll know exactly what you have to do. And I find I'm the most productive within the first half an hour to an hour of, of sitting down and working on something. And then it kind of trails off. So I try and, you know, block out, I'm going to do this for an hour or an hour and a half. And then I'm going to take a break for a half an hour and go for a walk or allow myself to watch a YouTube video or call a friend or whatever it is that I, that I'm doing that day or just, or just work on something different. Uh, but I, I allow that. And then I go back to it again for an hour and a half and I force myself to do it. And, uh, and this helps with two things. One is you get a fresh perspective as I just talked about, but two, if you're not feeling it, then you, you go and you sit down and you kind of say, if I'm not feeling it, I'll, I'll sit there for half an hour and that's it. But if I am feeling it, I'll sit there for half an hour and then I'll keep going until I notice that maybe these things are, you know, I'm, I'm chasing my tail a bit here, but it, it forces you to sit down because every once in a while I've said, you know what, this is not my day. This is not happening. I don't know what's going on, but then I sit down and half an hour later, 
I am on the biggest roll of my life and I write a whole song in the next two hours. Um, or, you know, I, I find my stride, but I wouldn't have done that if I just was like, ah, today's not my day. I'm going to play video games. I wouldn't have found that. I wouldn't have done it. I would just have wasted that time. So scheduling your time really helps with both sides of gaining extra perspective and also allowing yourself to uh, begin a creation or, or actually get into working on it. Cause you're like, well, your brain kind of goes, well, I'm sitting here. I might as well do something. Um, but you're also, you know, that if you don't start and it really is not your day and you, it really isn't the time to work on it, then you have that kind of safety net of, yeah, in half an hour I can stop because it's gonna, it's clearly not working. And then you take a break for a bit longer, an hour, two hours, whatever it is. And you try it again, maybe. And, and being able to schedule that and try and, you know, work around meals and family that are, that you're living with or whoever you're living with, or the fact that you're alone and you don't want to go crazy and call, you should probably call people, that kind of stuff. You schedule that stuff in as well, because again, that helps. So scheduling time, I think is very, very important. The third thing that I have is to basically copy things, make covers, essentially. Um, now is a great time, a great, great time to make covers, even if you don't actually uh, publish them, if you have no intent of putting out covers because it doesn't work with what you're doing or who knows. Uh, making covers is such a, a valuable thing to do. You know, as we all grew up playing music, if you were a musician, we all started by wanting to play our favorite songs. And, you know, if you're a guitar player, you wanted to play Smoke on the Water, or you wanted to learn that song that you have been listening to forever. You want to learn it. You want to be able to play it. You have no intent of doing anything with it. You just want to know how to play it. And by learning how to play it, you're learning how they wrote the riffs. You're learning how to play the riffs like that band, that kind of stuff. And it influences what you then write after the fact. So covers are such a, a, a good thing to learn from while you make them because you, you dive into the way that you know, that song or that artist wrote the song or writes their songs in general. And you'll notice things that you wouldn't otherwise notice if you just listened to the song. But if you try and recreate it, you go, oh yeah, that's a great guitar tone. Now I'm going to try and redo it. And you're like, oh, what did they use? How did they do this? How did they layer this? How did they make the guitars sound so big? Oh, there's another part that's not actually playable on one guitar. I need a, a second guitar to do this part. You know, stuff like that you'll notice when you're actually trying to recreate it, um, which is so, so powerful. So right now is a phenomenal time because if you've got no other work going on and you've got nothing else happening, why not put time into making a cover and, and, you know, learning from your, your idols or the people that you look up to or the writing you look up to. It doesn't even have to be bands you really, really like just songs that you appreciate and songs that you, you think to yourself that has good writing and that has good production or whatever, trying to recreate it, not even make something different, but literally just recreating it alone does phenomenal does really, really good things. Now, if you take that a step further and try and recreate it, but also change it and make it like a, a your own in a way, then you start to learn things about their production as well as your production and how they meld. So how they go together is a very interesting thing to learn from. So I think now is a great time of, as any, because why not use your time to make a cover you don't have to release it. I'm not saying release anything, but you know, it could be interesting, could be fun, could be fun for your fans. If you're an artist and your fans are going, where's new music? 
well, I'm in quarantine. Here's a cover that's, you know, maybe not up to my record standard quality because I'm not in a big studio. I'm at home, but here it is. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. Another thing that you could do with covers is combine that with collaborating remotely and try and do covers with different people. If you're a guitar player and a producer, you know, do the guitars and then send it to your buddy who does drums and maybe they have an electric kit. They can record some drums or program some MIDI drums or something. And maybe you have a friend that's a bass player that has his rig at home. There's a lot of musicians right now that are, that are sitting at home, not doing anything because their gigs are all canceled and their tours are done, uh, because they, you know, there's no gatherings, <laughs> but there's lots of those kind of people that are sitting around and have an opportunity now. And I, and that's a, a great opportunity for you as well to all learn, collaborate with people. If there's, if there's musicians you've always wanted to work with, but never really had a chance or weren't sure if they were going to be the right fit for your project, do a cover. You both know how to, you know, what you're trying to accomplish is make a cover of this song, but you get to see their style. You get to see how they play, how it is to work with them back and forth, because sometimes somebody can be an amazing musician, but if actually collaborating with them or getting their emails back or whatever it is, is a pain, they don't know how to send a Dropbox link, whatever the, whatever it might be, then, you know, maybe I won't do this if I'm in a time crunch and it's my own original stuff because they're not really good to give feedback to, but it doesn't matter because it's a cover. So it doesn't matter in this scenario. You can do whatever you want. And if it's not seeing the light of day, you could try it with four different bass players and none of them have to know you didn't actually use their bass part, (laughs) you know? Um, so anyway, thinking about it outside the box like that is, is really, really good. And, making covers really, really teaches you something. And unless you try it, you'll never really know what you'll learn. Uh, it's more about just doing it, um, to find out what you like. So I think that's a really, another really good way to, to spark your creativity while you're stuck inside. And, you know, if you're not feeling writing something, then you can just literally try and copy something. So, um, you know, great, great way to, to spark the creativity, I think. Uh, And then the fourth thing that I have is, you know, it kind of sums up everything else, but it's to learn and uh, to seek out more knowledge. You know, we're all stuck at home. We're all watching Tiger King or whatever show on Netflix. And uh, by the way, Tiger King is phenomenal. If you haven't watched it, it is crazy. Um, Super, super cool. So anyway, go watch it. But besides that, um, now instead of just sitting at home watching Netflix, allow yourself to watch those tutorials, those hour and a half mixing webinars, those, you know, those kind of things, learn, watch a pile of tutorials. Even if you have no interest in what they're showing you, just watch it because by watching it, you're going to learn so much, um, just through osmosis of seeing it. And a friend of mine said, it's interesting because he's working from home now. And he's like, there's a lot of these tutorials that are like two hours or three hours long of somebody mixing a song. And frankly, it's pretty boring, but I'm looking for that one nugget of information. So I just kind of put it on while I'm working at home. And cause I can, it's kind of background noise. It's more like a podcast, but you know, I can, I'm paying attention just enough that I can at least write down the, the timestamp of the thing I actually am interested in that I wouldn't have otherwise found unless I sat there and watched it. So, but things like that are something that you can 100% do right now and not feel guilty about because you have all day where you're sitting at home. So instead of watching Netflix, 
watch these tutorials, learn stuff, read blogs, read things, find new people you like, find new artists that you think make good songs, uh, find local artists or smaller artists that you can support or that you can, uh, you know, encourage or enjoy even, uh, just, you know, find new music, find new things to inspire you in that way. Um, and just, you know, being able to do different things and learn from tutorials that are maybe not in your comfort zone that would otherwise be a waste of time because you're, you know, you're working on a project, you've got a deadline, you've got something that's going on and watching a tutorial about a hip hop technique when you're making a metal record, maybe it's, maybe it's not relevant, but right now, why not watch that hip hop technique and then go, Hmm, how can I apply this to my genre of music? And you can play around with it, try it out, see what happens. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You have literally, it's okay. <laughs> There's no reason to, you know, be, feel bad about that because you would have watched just an episode of something anyways. Great. You, you tried something, you know, it doesn't work now and you can move on. Uh, so you know, it, part of learning is not just learning something new that you can use. It's learning stuff that you didn't know that you can't use so that you're not sitting there going, Oh, I'm going to try that someday. Now's the days to try it. Now's the time to actually try that out and see how it works for you and what things you can kind of apply that maybe don't make total sense. Um, by nature, you know, one of the biggest things that I found when I worked in a studio is trying things that made no logical sense and no, it's like nobody's done that and there's probably a good reason for it, but why not try it? Because maybe everybody else is missing out on this. And often those are sometimes the best things to happen to a production. Those are the times you try really random stuff. You know, one of the things that I thought of, uh, when I, you know, that I tried once was we tried to run, um, a snare drum through a guitar distortion pedal that, and just crank it. And then we used that as a back bus on the snare. And like, it was a pain in the butt to try and do. It took a while to set up, to get it out of Pro Tools, through the pedal with the right impedances so that it actually worked the way you thought it was going to work. And then try and get it back in without distorting the inputs. And, you know, you had to put it through a compressor. Anyway, lots of different stuff. But anyway, we made a sample out of that. And now I use that snare on so many projects because it's such a cool back bus sample of a snare. Um, so things like that are really random. And, you know, if we didn't have time, we wouldn't have tried it. We definitely would not have tried it. We would have just done something we knew worked. But then, you know, we had some extra time. So we tried this out. And now it's something that's in that bank of I know this is going to work and I know what it's going to do. So I can use it on any other session now because I already know it's, it's added to that bank of knowledge, but you have to try those things and you have to learn those things and you have to watch tutorials to learn random stuff and then to kind of apply that to your own things and to let that inspire you to try something even more wacky with it. Who knows what that might be? There's so many possibilities and that's, I mean, that's the fun part of making audio, but, um, anyway, so learning, uh, is, is now's your time to do it. So to kind of just summarize the, the four different things is to work remotely or to collaborate remotely uh, with your friends, with other musicians, with 
anybody or just jump on and talk shop to inspire you with stuff, just make sure you're doing that. You're collaborating remotely with people and you're still keeping in contact. Two is to schedule your time, whether that is to stop yourself from working too much when you need to stop and have a break or whether it's to schedule yourself so that you actually try and sit down and start something new. Um, Whatever way you play it, whatever way it works for you, make sure you schedule that time and you actually sit down to do something and get up to stop doing it. So make sure you do that. Scheduling your time. Three is to make covers, to copy things, to try and mimic somebody else because you're just going to learn how to do things like, like what they do. And you're going to learn as you try something, you're going to screw it up, but you're going to learn something new. So make sure you copy things and make covers whether they see the light of day doesn't matter. Just make them and, and doing the process of making them is gonna, is gonna really, really teach you some things. And then fourth to actually learn and to actually go watch those tutorials that are maybe too long or just watch random tutorials and see what strikes your interest. Um, and you know, why not use the time instead of a Netflix show to watch a tutorial, uh, and to watch a webinar or, you know, talk to people online about different things, whether you agree with it or not, doesn't matter. Just take the time to actually learn and seek out new knowledge. I'm not saying to do all these things all day, every day, because we're stuck inside, you know, that's goes with scheduling your time is to, you know, make sure you set aside time for these things and use that that newfound time to do these things, but also make sure that you take time for yourself, take time to read a book that's not related. And by all means, take time to watch the Tiger King or any other Netflix show for that matter. Um, take time to do that and to watch those things and relax with the people in your house. Now is a great time to, you know, be with family and play board games and that kind of stuff. So by all means, I'm not saying this should take over your life, uh, quite the opposite, but Use the newfound time to kind of implement some of these things and and stay creative during these crazy times and try and get yourself, you know, back in the in the right mindset and not overwhelmed by all of the news headlines and all that kind of stuff. So now's a great time. All right, so now we're going to do something that I am calling highlight of the week, which is something that I'm trying here on the podcast. Uh, It's kind of a highlight of the week or a find of the week or just some uh, piece of software, piece of hardware or some technique or something that I want to share with you uh, that I I think will people will find helpful. Uh, This could be one or two or three things. Um, But This week, I'm going to talk to you about a couple pieces of software that literally relate uh, back to what we talked about in this episode, and that is, you know, working remotely and how to collaborate remotely. And so these pieces of software uh, that I'm going to share with you will help you do that in a very audio-specific way, uh, because, I mean, we all know Skype and FaceTime and all those kind of things, but these are specific to audio-related tasks. Now, these are not sponsored, but they are just things I have found in my search for working and um, collaborating with people remotely. So uh, I just want to bring them to light for you to be able to use. This week, I have two things to share. And the first one is a plugin called Audio Movers Listen To. The links to these are in the podcast notes, and you can find that at anikcreates.ca. Find it on the podcast page. And Audio Movers is a plugin that I've found that very cheap, very good. Uh, it's it's aimed at mixers uh, for people who are working in sessions and want to kind of 
uh, share a high quality stream for somebody else to listen to. Another popular one is Source Connect Now and Source Connect Source Elements, those kind of pieces of software, but those are fairly expensive and a little bit overkill. This is a, a kind of a budget friendly version uh, that you can do. It's a monthly subscription and you can stream high qualities, uh, the high quality output of your Pro Tools or Logic session or whatever DAW. It works with a lot of them. You put this plugin on and then somebody on the other end can just go to a Chrome browser or whatever browser, go to a website and listen to the high quality output of your Pro Tools so they can kind of follow along. So combining this with maybe Zoom or something, um, you can hear the high quality mix and you can talk with the person. So it's really good for mixers to, to be able to stream it to their clients as though their clients is in the room and then to deal with notes live real time, instead of bouncing it out, sending it over Dropbox, getting them to listen to it one or two times, write their notes, send it back to you. You do the notes, print it again, send it, you know, long, it's too much, but this way you can kind of stream it. They can listen to it and they can give you notes right then and there and you can do it and they can listen to that section again, and you can talk about it. It's phenomenal in that way. So really, really good for people who are on a budget. This is a way to continue to work. But in collaboration, if you're writing and you are the producer, you're the one dealing with the Pro Tools session, or you're the one you know, that has the actual, the audio, the person on the other end can listen to you while they work, while they write their lyrics, while they write stuff. And then you can send a high quality file over and they can do the other way around, send you the high quality, you know, session, uh, stream while they work on their vocals or while they work on their part. If you want them to add whatever keyboard or guitar part to it, you can hear the high quality stream back, uh, while they're working. So it goes both ways. Uh, which I think is great to be able to do that remote collaboration. Now, to take this a step further, my second highlight of the week that I wanted to want to uh, bring to your attention is Session Wire. And this is Mac only. This is why I kind of have, you know, started with audio movers because that one's a bit more universal. But Session Wire basically combines that and Source Connect type streaming of audio and it connects it with. Um, with like Zoom or FaceTime. So you actually have video uh, video screens along with a talkback channel. So you can use your, your mic or your computer if you're just using a laptop, whatever it is. And then also a high quality stream of your, um, of your DAW. Uh, they do it in a really, really interesting way. It's not a plugin. It's actually, it kind of goes in between your outputs of your, your interface and your DAW. So you can use it with any DAW, no matter what, as long as it's on a Mac, because this is only a Mac thing, but then you can kind of have the person and you can collaborate real time back and forth, right into your DAW. You hear it right in your DAW, right? Well, in your work environment, you get this, this nice high quality stream of the other person's stuff. So it's, it helps a lot. And then if you want to send files back and forth, uh, it's literally just a drag and drop of a file onto the little, the little, uh, video call box, the, the app itself. And it will instantly send it to that person and that person can put that in their session really quick and do something. So if you're working on a mix and you need somebody to do an organ part, let's say, or a, or a guitar part, you work on it. They go, okay, cool. I think, yeah, yeah, cool. And you bounce it out, drag and drop over to them. Basically they drag it into a session and you can share your screen as well. So you can see them drag it into their session and you can see them record and you can see them working on their stuff 
working on on their part on your song so right there live you can go oh i like that or i don't like that or yeah keep that in the comp or whatever feedback you need to give them you have that opportunity right live as you're going with video chat without trying to deal with multiple different programs and all sorts of stuff and then they can just drag and drop their stuff back to you or their whole session, whatever it is. Um, but you get a good high quality stream that you can listen to. So that is session wire. Um, and both of these are amazing and I think are, are really, really good for remote collaboration, which I think we all need to be playing with and trying out during these times. Um, because you know, it's, it's, uh, now's the time to try it because what else do we have to lose? Now, one more thing that I want to do on this podcast uh, at the end of the show is I want to have a section for Q&A and anybody that has questions or things that they would like me to talk about um, that you can submit via Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or on my website at anikcreates.ca, please send me questions. And then what I'm going to do at the end of every episode is do a Q&A session um, to answer any of those questions. It can be anything to do with my own workflow, my career, what you want to, what, you know, you want advice on in your own career with gear, with plugins, with techniques, with workflows, with anything really that you have any questions on, I would be happy to answer them. So, um, this week I don't have any questions as this is an idea that I'm just getting started and want to put out there to see if any of you had any ideas of what you would like me to, uh, answer. So please head on over to Twitter at Anik creates or my website at anikcreates.ca and submit your questions. Let me know what you think of the podcast, what other questions you have that you'd like me to answer. And I will try and do, you know, one or two questions at the end of each episode just to, you know, answer what you guys are, are saying and highlight anybody from the community, uh, what they're, what they're wanting to know that I think anybody really would want to know. Um, because a lot of people, if you have a question, there's chances are a bunch of other people are going to have the same question. So, you know, ask it might as well. Um, if you'd like to be anonymous, please just let me know. And I can, keep it anonymous. But, um, I would just love to help you guys out with, uh, directly what your questions are. So please head on over and submit those and we can get a Q and a at the end of each episode happening. Cause I think that would be super fun to have. But with that being said, I think that is it for today. I hope that inspired you to stay creative during this crazy time. And if it's, if you're listening to this in the future, I hope it helps you with some ideas to stay creative if you're just not feeling it or, you know, you have some, some extra time or on vacation and want to create, this is how to kind of kickstart that creativity when you have a lot of time, basically. Um, so I hope that helped. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. I have lots of great episodes coming on this podcast, so you can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check out the podcast notes at anikcreates.ca slash podcast. And uh, with that, I will see you in the next one. And remember, always be creating.